Hi, I'm Gabriel Carrillo from the EdTech Bytes podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on Reflect Ed, the past is in your head, so let's put the future in your hands. Welcome to Reflect Ed, the podcast where I share my perspective on the challenges and successes that are taking place in our schools and focus on goal setting and plans for future improvement. Through rich conversation and meaningful dialogue, we will discuss practical ways to make schools better for students and educators. Hello and welcome to Reflect Ed. This is episode four. I'm AJ Bianco, and I'm very glad that you are joining me today for this episode. If it's your first time, thank you for listening. Thanks for giving us a shot. And if you've listened before, I appreciate you coming back for some more. Your support of the podcast is always much, much appreciated. So as I sit here and record, we're coming up on our end of summer, and for many of us, We've either started school or preparing for school, but either way, our summer is is done. <laughs> so I hope if you've started school that you had a easy start to the year, and if you're preparing for school, hopefully you've got that positivity that we talked about in episode three. Um, hopefully you're a rock star and the kids are excited to see you, and if you've been in the classroom, I really hope you're making the best of you know, whatever it is that we have in school. I know it's a difficult situation. I know the planning and preparation going into this year is something that we have never, never faced. Uh, as we go through our social media feeds, we see different posts and different quotes. And, you know, we, we understand that our summer really wasn't a summer. Our summer was us sitting back, waiting, not really sure what the year was going to look like, what the reopening plan was going to look like. Here in New Jersey, we still have schools a few days before the year begins where they're deciding whether they should go remote, whether they can have kids in for a hybrid model. So everything is still up in the air. So if you're struggling trying to get into the groove of school, I guess it's normal. So just keep doing what you're doing. Get into that building and uh, you know make those kids feel welcome. You know I know the curriculum is extremely important for us as educators and we want to make sure that we're teaching what we're supposed to. But remember, we're really teaching the kids and we're really making sure that they feel comfortable and that our, our colleagues feel comfortable and that you know we're, we're doing the best we can with the situation that's in front of us. So as we jump into episode four, the beginning of this, I, I had that quote that the past is in our head and the future is in our hands. In this episode, we're going to focus on a little bit of reflection from the past uh, as, we, as we look at the past years of our education and what the future holds for us. And I'm going to speak mainly about what the future holds for us for the 2020-2021 school year. So let me dig in here a little bit about who I am. I've never actually shared, uh, if you are if you don't know me very well, if you don't know my story, if you haven't connected with me on social media, what are you waiting for? Follow me at AJ Bianco, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm an open book, you know, um, feel free, follow uh, but in, in actuality, uh, this is year 16 for me in education. And, uh, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do. I've, I've wanted to be a teacher since I was the age of 12 years old. And it sounds different 
coming from me, but as an athlete and a lover of sports and a camp counselor, you know, coaching kids and working with kids and, and looking at the happiness on their faces as they do something simple, you know, it really, it really made teaching in that regard, something special for me. You know, when, when I think about being a camp counselor, I was 12 years old and, and honestly, I just wanted to make money. You know, while a lot of my friends in the camp were able to do uh, one more year in a group, I decided to, to take off that year and actually work, you know, and I had five-year-olds as my, as my kids for that camp. And I'm, a 12, I'm 12 years old. I'm working with five-year-olds. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's really, it's really different for me. And, and, you know, it's at first, I really wanted to spend time with my friends who I watched playing basketball, playing softball, playing kickball, you know, doing the camp thing. You know, so I had a hard time trying to figure out uh, what the right role for me was as a 12-year-old working with five-year-olds. But all of a sudden, it clicked for me as I had a great mentor. I'll never forget this man. His name was Ozzy. And uh, he was my mentor that year. And he was a much older gentleman. But he kind of, he was, he was a leader. And he kind of led me into what it was like to be a camp counselor. And I think because of his mentorship that year, you know, I got much better. I started building great relationships with, with kids. And, you know, it, it was a fun summer. And I remember the, the time I wanted to become a teacher, I told my parents. And they said, yeah, we knew that was going to be, you know, your, your career from when you were 12 you know, working with those kids that you had and like they saw me outside of camp and, and, you know, I, I was, I hate to say it like this, I was a role model. I was an idol for them because I was older and I was cool and I was fun, you know, and that, that kind of was my, that was my start to this. So fast forward, you know, many years later, I'm out of college and I got my first job uh, as a middle school teacher and I spent 14 years in the classroom doing middle school social studies, basically, except for one year where I did high school. Um, but middle school has been my, my thing. I've loved it. Um, this past year, 2019, 2020 school year is my first year out of the classroom as an administrator. Uh, I've been the supervisor of instruction and technology for a district here in New Jersey. Um, what a year to be an administrator. I'll tell you that much, you know, uh, so out of the classroom, very different for me, learning on the go and trying to figure out, you know, what my role was going to be. And, uh, started out slow, but, you know, I think, uh, I think I kind of, nailed it <laughs> towards the end, especially with the title of technology and much needed during this pandemic. But I, I digress. So let, let's go into the whole point of, of why I'm talking about this. So every year when we, when we start our, our next year up, we always want to have goals for ourselves, right? We reflect on our past and we look at what we did and we set our goals to go forward. So with my students, when I was in the classroom, I always like to take the first couple of days of school, obviously getting to know the kids and having them create goals, you know, trying to figure out, you know, wh where they want to be. And we always did the smart goals. And I know smart goals, there's something, something simple for the students. And if you don't know what smart goals are, they are goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And I liked having my students kind of figure out where they want it to be. And of course, I, for, for middle school kids, I never wanted it to be a full year goal. I wanted it to be, you know, either semester or trimester at a time, letting them find these small wins that they could start off with. So if we did this in September. I told them in November, we're going to look at their goals and it could be, you know, get an A in social studies or make a new friend or make the 
football team or play this position or, or get the role in the play, whatever the case may be, I wanted it to be something that they could see when we opened them up again in November. So we would create September and we would open it up in November or December around that time. So I think, you know, using SMART goals with my students was, was something I thought was powerful because I, I'm a, I'm a list maker. I'm a goal creator, I guess, for myself. You know, I kind of put things out there and try to figure out how I can knock out these different goals and these plans for myself. So I set goals for myself in my first year in the classroom, probably did not reach any of the goals that I wanted to, that I wanted to do for myself that first year. And I've done it every year. You know, I make my goals for the upcoming school year. Last year's goals, and I'll get into this year's goals, last year's goals were extremely difficult for me. Uh, as I sit back and I had to make a PDP and I was trying to figure out what, what should my goals be? You know, out of the classroom, completely different situation as an administrator. Uh, what were my goals going to be? I couldn't be, you know, get the students to do this or, you know, get myself to try a new technology tool. But I had to focus on the teachers and I had to focus on how I would help the teachers and how I would observe teachers and build relationships and bring about uh, PD for the staff that would be effective, you know? So I started doing my PDP and I started setting my goals for myself. And just recently, as I'm creating my PDP for the upcoming school year, I started to reflect on these goals. And I look at the PDP and I start thinking to myself, should I be proud of the things that I accomplished this year? Am I actually proud of the things I did during the 2019-2020 school year? Now, I said earlier it was a rough start, and I think it was. You know, I didn't hit the ground running like I wanted to. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty much a laid-back kind of guy, a little high-strung, but I'm laid-back. I like to kind of see the entire playing field, we'll say, uh, see the playing field before I start making moves. So I think in September and even into October, I was moving a little slow, trying to get the feel of my administrative team, trying to get the feel of the teachers, and I realized in like the middle of October, I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do. I wasn't making that impact that I wanted to make as a leader. So I started doing a little bit more. You know, I started moving a little bit faster. I started being a little bit more pushy. I started getting into more classrooms. Now, as I reflect on the goals that I have for myself, I, I said, am I proud of my accomplishments right now, sitting here in July, August, 2020? Am I proud of what I did? And my answer to myself is no, I'm not proud of what I did. I look back and I know it was a half a year, but up until March, I was not proud of what I did. I felt like I could have done more. I could have done more in observations and walkthroughs, not to evaluate, but to get to know teachers and what they did on a different level. I could have been in those classrooms. I could have been able to get to know those students a little more. Um, and I didn't really do that. You know, I put other things as my priorities. And I think that screwed me up. But hey, this is why we reflect. This is why we set goals for this coming year. You know, but I, there was so much more I, I could have done. I have a long list of goals for myself going into the 2020, 21, 20, 2020, 2021 school year. And I really hope to uh, achieve those goals. So as I look back, reflecting on last year, yes, there were some goals that I did accomplish. I felt there were some relationships that I made with some staff. I felt like there was some relevant and effective PD that I created for the staff. Um, but I really think that 
when I say before I nailed the end of the year, I really think I nailed March to June. I feel like using the technology and the distant learning or the emergency learning uh, for our district, I think that was helpful. Using Screencastify, using Loom, uh, putting together slideshows and being active in Zooms and Google Meets, I think I think that was really helpful for the teachers. I think they really saw that I was there to support them and that I really could do you know, this job as a leader and you know, again, not to evaluate, but to kind of see the strengths and weaknesses of everybody, including myself. You know, I, I think that was really important. So as I reflect back for the 2019-2020 school year, I'm going to say, again, am I proud of my accomplishments? I'm going to go with no. You know, I feel like I failed here and there. You know, and I don't want to look at I'm, I don't want to look at the positives right now. But I want to reflect on the fact that I didn't do so well. I did fail. I failed a bunch. You know, I had to regroup, reset, rethink, and I had to kind of figure out where I was going to go from there. But every time I did that, every time I regrouped, every time I reset, every time I started thinking about new things, I feel like I improved a little bit. You know, that that, that idea of getting 1% better every day is something I kind of took with me. And I started focusing on getting 1% better every day. And I started to gain confidence. I started to figure out this is who I am as a leader. I'm not doing this because of money. I'm not doing this because of fame. I'm doing this because I'm here to support my staff. I'm here to support my students. I'm here to make the people around me better. So I started gaining confidence in what it meant to be a leader. Because when you leave a classroom, it's hard. In our classroom, we're in control, right? It's our lesson. It's our students. It's our positivity. It's all of that. When we leave a classroom, then it's something completely different. And I didn't realize that at first. So now that I know that, I know what to strive for going forward. And I think as I look to the 2020-2021 school year, I kind of set some goals for myself, uh, both professionally and personally. So let me share those goals with you because I'm going to help. I'm going to have you help me be accountable with these goals. So my professional goals, I think first and foremost, we're all in the same boat here. I think we have to embrace these challenges that we are going to face. During this time of the pandemic, we don't know what schools are going to look like. We have to take it day by day, situation by situation. So I'm going to embrace this. You know, if you heard me on, uh, if you heard me anywhere else, I'm nervous about this situation. I'm nervous about putting my kids in school. I'm nervous about going to school only because I don't know what to expect. I don't know who to trust. You know, I have the mindset of don't trust anybody. You know, we're all, we're all sick. Right. But, um, I hate to say it like that. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to take these challenges on and I'm going to figure out ways that I can bring a positive spin on this. My second goal I really want to find ways that can help my staff and the students improve, right? I really want to make the changes in instruction so that my staff and my students improve because that is what it is to be a leader. That's what's important. Being the instructional leader for your other leaders out there and for you teacher leaders and for those of you who, who are thinking about what administrators really do, our job is to be instructional leaders. Our job is not to sit there and just evaluate. Our job is to push you, educator, to do more, to challenge the students to do more. 
So that's what I'm going to do. Third, and my final professional goal, keeping it simple, is to just support everybody I can around me. Students, staff, paraprofessionals, other administrators, parents. I'm going to support as many people as I can, whether it's through live instruction, remote instruction, tech integration, different assessment tools, building rapport, whatever it is. I'm going to support everybody around me the best that I can. So I think that uh, those three goals are my professional goals for the coming year. So I'm going to embrace the challenges that we face. I'm going to help my students and staff, and I'm going to help the instruction, more importantly. And finally, I'm going to support everybody around me through the live instruction, remote instruction, and tech integration. I know it sounds simple, but again, because we're in a different situation and I'm not really face-to-face with students and teachers every day, you know, I'll pop in here and there. I'll, I'll see some instruction. I'll see some live, uh, some live Zooms and Google Meets. But um, I, I think these goals are simple. However, there is a major challenge to go with it because of what we're in right now. I think the pandemic itself is the challenge. Next, my personal goals. First and foremost, my job is to keep growing and learning so that I can improve what it means to be a leader. I want to continue to read. I want to continue to do. I want to continue to get better. You know, if we if we don't get better, if we don't try to change who we are and we get stagnant, we fall apart, that's not what we want to do. Right? We don't want any of that. We want to keep improving. So goal number one for personal, keep improving and keep learning. Number two, one of the hardest ones for me, stop procrastinating. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm absolutely the worst. I procrastinate for everything. You know, I think this is probably one of the hardest parts that I have to try to figure out. I am an awful, awful procrastinator. So I'll get back to you on that one. I'll let you know how that goes. Number three, I'm going to knock out my self-doubt. Episode one of this podcast was about self-doubt. Done is better than perfect. It's all about self-doubt. So as I continue to put these episodes out there, as I continue to be a leader, as I continue to be a family person, I'm going to knock out that self-doubt. That's a big one for me, but something I'm going to focus on and something I'm really going to try to uh, knock out. Finally, my last personal goal is to just be present with my family, plain and simple. Go to work every morning, 7 o'clock, 7.30, leave the kids behind with my wife as she goes to work drop them off, do what we have to do. But then I don't come home until 4, 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. You know, from that point on, my phone is buzzing with emails from staff, from admin team, and, you know, of course, the tweets and, and, and Instagram posts and, and all these things that are going on around us. But I think, you know, just being present is my biggest goal personally. As soon as I get home, put the phone down, leave it to the side, go to it later at night whenever I can, and and put my family first. You know, it seems like, well, of course you put your family first. I try. Like, I, I, I try. And there's moments where I'm with the family, we're watching some TV at night, we're reading a book, then the phone will buzz and it's an email. You know, teacher needs this. And I, all of a sudden my head starts spinning and trying to focus on the fact that, okay, I'm here with my family, but I know this teacher needs this. What can I give them? So while it's easy for all of us to say, yes, family first, always, in the back of our mind, 
our jobs are extremely important to us. And if we want to continue to improve, we're going to focus on that. So my personal goals, as I said, number one, keep growing and learning. Number two, stop procrastinating. Number three, knock out the self-doubt. Number four, put the family first. Be present. I really hope that I can achieve these goals this year. And again, even though they sound pretty simple, pretty straightforward, in the year that we have ahead of us, anything could be difficult. So I am looking forward to these goals. I'm writing them down. I am putting them in my notebook and I am keeping them there. And I'm going to find ways that I can go back to them daily so that I can achieve these goals. So here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. This is part one of your homework. The other part I'll talk about in a second. I wanna hear what your goals are for the school year. You wanna give me professional goals? You wanna give me personal goals? Find me on social media. Either you can tag me at AJ Bianco or the podcast at Reflect Ed Pod. And I can't wait to hear what your goals are. Doesn't have to be too many. It could be three, it could be five. You got 10 goals? We're going to talk about that in a second. So that's part one of your homework. Part two of your homework. This is courtesy of Warren Buffett's 525 rule. This is the big one. Okay? I want you to write down as many goals that you want to achieve. As many as you want to. Come up with 20. Come up with 25. Come up with 30. Whatever you want. I want you to take those goals Try to put the first five that you want to accomplish at the top of the list. Then I want you to circle those first five. Again, this is from Warren Buffett. Circle those first five and then cross out the ones you didn't circle. And never think of those goals again. Those are the goals that shouldn't be as important to you as the first five. So that's your homework. Warren Buffett's 525 rules. Write down 25. Circle your top five and never think of the other 20 ever again. That's your homework. Going forward, if you have ideas for the show, if you have questions for me, if you have anything that you think I should talk about that we haven't talked about, if you have a guest, if you want to be a guest, please feel free, reach out to me, shoot me some ideas. Uh, of course, I've got a catalog of ideas that I'm going to start throwing out here, but you know, I talked about from the beginning, I want to have some guests on the show, so if there's something that you think will bring value to our listeners, let me know. Can't wait to get them on. Thank you for listening to Reflect Ed. If you have a question or like to connect, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. If you're finding value in this podcast, please help spread the word to other educators. You can subscribe, leave a rating or review, or share on social media with your takeaway and thoughts. Make sure to tag me and at Reflect Ed Pod so we can keep the conversation going. Talk to you soon.